is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Yay! Hello! Yay! <laughs> We're <Hi>. here! <laughs> we thought we might not be here. And in fact, today, Monday, July 1st, is our producer Brett's birthday. Happy birthday, Brett! <laughs> Real inside knowledge here. Yeah, and it's cancer season. It's the feel? dark moon today, too, this oh. Monday, day before the new moon. Is that is it always called the dark moon, the day before the new moon? It is. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, know, I guess, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an energetic moment of stillness, of oh, release, nice. of going within. It's mm-hmm. like the end of an exhale before an inhale. Ah, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how we are recording a little bit early so that we could record it. I don't know if anyone who was listening last week heard we may, we were thinking we may not be here this week, but here we are. And, um, yeah, so we're a little bit early in the week, so we haven't had a true test to check in of how our weeks were, but it's been a few days. Yeah, I've had some definite ways of relating to the cards we drew. Oh, great. Let's hear about it. Well, so we we drew, (laughs) (laughs) we drew, I drew the prison wave and it was about, um, you know, transcending your limiting beliefs and rewriting them and stepping out of the prison of your own beliefs. And then you drew one that was about looking for signs. Oh, right. Expecting divine messages. Right. That's right. so um, I did this weekend um, a thing called Botanica here in uh, – it was in Boulder, mm-hmm. which is a festival of plants and it was herbalist. It's a really big herbalist community in Boulder. Yeah, and here too. I, Huge. Oh, yeah. Really Yeah, huge. and I, I taught the magic of flowers and I, I had a did. little – Yeah, it was fun. And I had a table and I sold books, but – before um, oh and it was really great there was like a farm dinner and oh it was, nice it was for fun. the people for the speakers um the speakers and then the attendees it's oh, it was nice. a delicious dinner and it was a really magical farm that it was on with goats and Aww. little tiny horses and it was really tiny horses there were tiny horses aka there. ponies or just tiny I horses. I feel like they were smaller than ponies. Ooh, smaller I, than ponies. Maybe <laughs> there's tiny ponies? Hmm. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But Brett would know the ponies. answer to this. He knows about all animals. So do my kids. They're very um, knowledgeable. Yes. Oh, but so before this, I was feeling, I was feeling worried because mm. I feel so I feel like I haven't really, like, I've lived in Colorado for four years now, but I haven't really, I mean, I have magical people that I do rituals with, but as far as the community goes, like the metaphysical, spiritual community, I haven't really seeded in. I hadn't yet. And so I had, I realized, I was like, why am I so, you know, why do I have so much anxiety mm. about this? And then I looked deeply and I saw, oh, I'm worried that I will not be accepted by oh. the herbalist in Boulder, that they'll, they won't think that I'm 
one of them or that they, I don't know. And, and then I, you know, it's this thing we all have. And I reminded myself, oh yeah, everyone feels like that. <laughs> well, and what no about, one, you mean you didn't feel like an official herbalist or something? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not an official herbalist. They, yeah. Many of them are. They've graduated from herbalism school and stuff, uh-huh. which is not, I mean, it's not, I'm not claiming to be an right, herbalist. Right. But it was more, it was that feeling we've talked about where you feel like, I think most people, a lot of people feel like this before they go to a gathering with people they don't know, whether it's a party or, you know, anything like that. And I, so I looked deeply and I had a talk with myself about it. Like, first of all, no one there, that's not really a thing. Like that, that, that Mm. thing that we imagine, like, oh, those people, they're going to think. I don't fit in. They're not going to accept me. They're not going to like me. It's not like everyone is more focused on wanting other people to like them than they are about deciding yes. whether or not they're going to accept you. Totally. So I remembered that. Yes. It's not like the cool kids. Yes. No one is – I don't have to buy into that. Did you have a bad experience in middle school? Have we talked about this? Or high uh, school? Well, I mean, I think like most people, I had many. I I felt in middle school, I felt I didn't have any friends for a while, and then oh, I no, started to have some friends. Who? Well, it was me. It was, it was? my awkwardness. Yeah, I was are like, you sure? Yeah, because I was. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't feel I I it didn't come naturally to me at that stage, like. I lost that when I was really young, especially before my parents got divorced. I was mm. so social and I laughed and I loved pe- being around other kids. And then I just more and more retreated into my shell and I started mm. to feel like, uh, you know, people aren't going to like me. I don't know how to just laugh and be myself. And luckily I went to a counselor when I was oh. around 12. So when I was in eighth grade, I started coming out of my shell again because I had a really great counselor who oh, helped me with that. That's great. Therapy yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've had experiences like that. And I think we all have. I remember always thinking on the first day of school having this feeling like everyone was taller than me, even though it wasn't true. It felt like they were these giants and I was this little tiny. Oh, wow. (laughs) But you weren't. I wasn't actually my mom. I think I had a teacher who even measured everybody because I oh was crying God. and say, everybody's bigger than me. And she measured us. And she said, no, you're very oh. average. I mean, this was like an elementary school? <laughs> yeah. That oh, was in, elementary. I think that was in second grade when that happened. Oh, okay. So that <laughs> came back neurotic. for you. Did you literally have no friends in seventh grade? Um, For a while. For a while, I didn't. But then, and and I was a gymnast, so I did have friends at gymnastics oh, okay. where I was, but not uh-huh. at school. At, for you a just while. wouldn't talk to people. I was very, yeah, I was really introverted. Interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I am very introverted, but I don't know. I'm so, I I can't figure out what I am because I feel like the Aquarius community, you know, community thing really goes against the Pisces introverted thing. So I always like have a big need for friends. So that would get me over the shyness because I would really want to be, I can't, I always was got, got in trouble for talking in class a lot. Oh. So I was a big, big talker, lots of talking, but also very shy. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. But the only reason I'm wondering is because my daughter is super introverted and mm. only talks unless talked too. So she does mm-hmm. have a couple of friends, but she is like that, like, she does not ever initiate a friendship. 
ever. Mm, and yeah. it's just like, I really, it's hard for me to let that be because I'm like, why don't you call them? Why don't you email them? Why aren't you talking? Yeah. You know, but I don't, I hopefully most of the time I suppress that. Anyway, so you felt that way at the herbal place, but then you were like at the herbal place. But then, conference. yeah, it was, I mean, I, I had the talk with myself before. I was like, you have to, it's so funny. Like we, I think socially so often things seem so real. It seems yes. so real that yes. this is, that I am going to be rejected and that I don't fit in. And yes. then when I was like, you know, that's really, it seems real, but it's not. No, <laughs> you know? I know. It's crazy <laughs> how that can feel so real. Yeah. Also, so you're so like light filled and open. I mean, who wouldn't want to be friends with you? Thank you. Well, I did have, I mean, I did feel very welcomed. Oh, and I good. even met, I discovered yeah. that the woman running the ritual, there was a solstice ritual and the woman running it. I, it finally dawned on me where I knew her from it, because I knew her name was Astrid. She looked familiar to me. And uh-huh. then I was like, she went to the Women's Herbal Symposium in Northern California that I went to for years. And then I realized, oh, oh she's from Santa Cruz. She has oh. started a symposium similar to that gathering I used to always go to. And it's oh. in Boulder. So, oh. And then I made other new friends. And I just felt at the end Boy. of it, I was like, I got invited to a herbalist potluck in Boulder. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Yeah. Look I at you. You so have a whole new connected. life now. Right. So. <laughs> Did you tell them about the podcast? Uh Yes. Well, in my workshop, I did. I oh, mentioned great. It in the, yeah. Welcome any <laughs> herbal people. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's exciting. It's so fun to make friends, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like what happens for me, because I moved here five years ago to Asheville, and it I feel like this happens to me every time I make a lot of friends at first, and then no new friends. Um, and I yeah. don't know why that is. I must like energetically, I should look at this because I feel like energetically, I must just like put it out there. And then once I get used to a place, I think, I wonder if pe- other people do this kind of like, you know how like w- they say when you drive the same route every day, you, your subconscious kind of just knows where you're going and your brain, so your brain doesn't have to think about it anymore and you just kind of like go yeah. on automatic. I think that same kind of thing happens once you live somewhere for a while. It's mm-hmm. like energetically you kind of tune things out that maybe you yeah. wouldn't if you're new to a place. Yeah. So maybe that's part of our lesson, opening up to the new, mm-hmm. like or treating things like it's new when it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just thought I and being being engaged in other people. That's yeah. I think that's always the thing to remember is like be uh, when I shifted to being excited to meet other people instead mm-hmm. of being worried about what other people think of me. It's yeah. always that's always the shift. Yes, yeah, being interested, like genuinely mm-hmm. interested, mm-hmm. not just fake interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really to get over it. your own insecurities. <laughs> Because I do yeah. think that's a thing. Um, anyway, did you – I remember we were supposed to be dancing every day, but I forgot about that. I did not. I forgot about it, too. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> that's very bad, Tess. Um, <laughs> uh, you should apologize for that. We – you know, it's been hard over here because Brett's dad died. But um, last night we happened upon a very ridiculous, very <laughs> ridiculous show, and we laughed a lot. So that was good. We – Brett especially really needed that. What was the show? Well, I feel bad even talking about it because we were really laughing at it. But it's this oh. dating show from <laughs> <laughs> um, from England. 
And literally their accents were so thick and I'm not making fun of them, but I'm just saying their accents were so thick. I, and there were so many colloquialisms that I had to put on the, um, the closed caption, like to read what they were saying. Cause I really did. I was like, what? We learned so many expressions that we never knew. That before. sounds so interesting. What's it called? I think it's called like Love Island. I mean, I honestly do think it's terrible because (laughs) it's like this. I mean, I know a lot of people love The Bachelor, but it also just makes me feel terrible whenever I like just like people competing for love. And then like if they're like talking about each other's looks, you know, it's truly the worst of humanity in some ways. But it was also just really funny how they held themselves and everyone was very tan. I mean, like very dark. <laughs> Supposedly they were all Caucasian, but my goodness. Oh, there was one Indian man. Anyway, the point is we laughed and we needed it. And so that was good. We did good. that part of the assignment. I think that was part of our cards. Um, other than that, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if I noticed any signs, although I think I have been some signs like what do you do when you like keep hearing somebody's name that is really trivial? Like it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. Like, um, oh, Marlon Brando. I keep hearing Marlon Brando being mentioned. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, why? I guess maybe I should watch a Marlon Brando movie or maybe something. Maybe there's a film, yeah, that you haven't seen yet or that yeah. you could revisit. He does have some great films. He does. That's true. Maybe I'm supposed to watch a Marlon Brando movie. Yeah. So Apocalypse that's the only now. sign. I don't know why the universe is trying to get me to watch a Marlon Brando movie, but maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Maybe we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we move? Uh, was that your check-in for the week? That was, yep, that was my check-in. Okay. Do you have anything exciting this weekend happening? Are you going somewhere? Uh, yeah, I'm going on a road trip. So oh. when this airs on Monday, I will already be back from it. But I'm going oh, okay. to Mesa Verde in a oh, national park. Nice. You go on a lot of road trips. It's true, especially in the summer. We've got to get it in through the months when we can oh. actually drive down the mountain from where we live. <laughs> oh. Do they have, like, um, department – like, can you go food shopping near you? Um, well, we have a couple of stores. We have a co-op and then we have a grocery store. But the, I try to do my grocery shopping in Boulder um, okay. once a week because it's less expensive. I see. So you can't – when it's snowing, you can't get down there as well. Yeah, I can usually once oh, a week fate, find fate. they they plow and stuff, but it's oh, just okay. not super reliable, and road trips are not as enjoyable in the snow. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so shall we move on to what are we moving on to? Questions? Oh yeah, the questions. Um, yeah, we had one. I think we only have one question, right? Oh, it's a two parter though. Two parter. Would you like me to read it, or would you like to read it? Well, I have it right here if you'd like me to read Great. it. Great. It's from Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tess and Natasha. First, thank you for this podcast and all the information and support you've shared through it. This has become part of my Monday schedule now, and I look forward to it every week. 
I have a couple of questions that are not directly related, but can be. My first one is this. I make beaded jewelry, and I'm hoping to incorporate energy work into it sometime in the future using gemstones and crystals. Do you have any books or resources that you recommend that tell you which crystals or gemstones work best for certain types of energy work? Well, let's Should we stop there? Yes. That. Yeah, let's okay. stop there. Yes. Okay, what would you like to say to that? Okay, yes, I have two favorite books for this. Oh, um, nice. The first one is called The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones, and it is by Margaret Ann Lembo. Mm. It's excellent. It's got pictures. It's just got every dynamic and aspect of the crystal's energy and its affirmations and some scientific information about it. It's like really great. This woman, she's a fellow Llewellyn author. She runs a crystal store and she really knows her stuff. And I totally agree with the the way that she sees the dynamics of crystals. So yeah. was this question, I got a little confused by this question. So she does she mean like she wants to know like the properties that the stones um, have? Is that what she's saying? I so mean, the, yeah, that's the my healing sense. properties. And, oh, yeah. okay. Because when she said energy work, I got confused. I mean, so I think I that's see. tied in. Like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crystals are energy and they work on the level of energy. So, yeah, kind of that's all going to give you insight into that. But mm-hmm. she talks specifically about like emotional healing, physical healing, mm-hmm. you know, the different um, spiritual healing even. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second one is the classic that has been around since the 90s and it's called Love is in the Earth by Melody. Do you know this one, no. Natasha? It's Mm-mm. the big, I bet you've seen it. Mm. It's really big. It's kind of like rainbow pastel colored oh, and it's got. That's fun. It's yeah, it's it's not really this is not for everybody though because Why? It's, um <laughs> some people don't jive with it cuz it's it's so um the way she talks about the crystals sometimes the way she phrases things is a little inaccessible mm. like i think a lot of people are like what does that even mean it's hard to explain but it's if you if is she like super woo woo or something? Yeah, and I and see. it's sort of dreamlike too. It's like when mm-hmm. you have a dream and you don't really know what it means, but you get a vibe from it. Like sometimes <laughs> that's the sense you get. But when she describes it, but interesting. I love it. Like I love stuff like that because it gives me an energetic picture, and yeah. I under- I just like on some level I understand mm-hmm. it, but it's not everyone doesn't. I see. love it. Like I love was it, she, but a lot of people do. Was she um, on mushrooms when she wrote it? I mean, my sense is that at some point she has been Mm -hmm. on mushrooms or acid, Mm -hmm. you know, or Mm -hmm. both. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe when she wrote it, maybe Mm -hmm. not, maybe Mm -hmm. some points throughout the writing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I like it too. I have taken a stone medicine class, but they did not use a book, weirdly. So Mm. I don't have a book. So that's good that you do. Um, Mm -hmm. I would also, something I like to do is before readings, I just go up to my collection of stones and crystals. (laughs) I feel like, uh, um, I don't know why I suddenly got conscious of how um, super woo-woo this is, but I mean, I love it and I have no judgment on myself, but I just pictured myself standing over all my stones. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, and then I just, I will always do this, like kind of get a feeling from them and like which one is going to be needed today for this client. And it's always right, I have to say, like they're either going through boundary issues or they need heart issues. But my point, heart chakra help, but... um. I was going to say, always trust yourself first, mm-hmm. and then you can 
check in with the book, but yeah. like, feel, how do you feel with the stone? What message does it have to tell you? Because they'll yeah. tell you, just like the flowers speak to you. The I agree. speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you have a sense, I want to make a necklace or a bracelet that has this sort of vibration and this sort of healing property, you can hold that intention as you shop Mm -hmm. for the beads and just kind of breathe and see what sort of lights up to you. Sometimes when um, I'm tuning into my intuition in this way, it's like a crystal will look brighter in color or Mm. it'll look more beautiful than the other crystals or I'll just somehow feel magnetized. Like I want to pick that crystal up. You know, you'll tune in to how your intuition is leading you. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I want to pick it up. That's how Mm -hmm. it comes to me. But that's great. I love jewelry made for medicine healing like that. I have a friend um, who does that. Um, and it's just such a nice thing to like have jewelry that's also doubling as, um, healing. Totally. I love when magical and metaphysical tools are also beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for doing that work. Oh, and she has another question that we're going, I'm going, well, go ahead. You ask the question or you read it. Okay. The second question is a little deeper. I have fought with depression and anxiety since I was a little girl. I have been on medications and seen therapists, and they always help for a while. But because of things that have happened in my life, I seem to constantly be fighting a negative worldview. I try to be more positive and optimistic, and it seems to work for a while. But it seems when I hit a bump, I go back to being a grumpy troll. Do you have any practices or recommendations on how to overcome this and manage it better? I am trying to get into a space where I can bring better things into my life, but this has become a pretty big roadblock for me. Thank you again for everything you do. I love listening to you too and learning new things every week. Um, so what did you want to say something first? Yeah. So, so this is going to sound, um, overly simplified and Mm -hmm. maybe like things you've heard a million times, but this is, these are my honest answers. And so maybe thinking about, um, what this really means instead of just kind of like something you've heard a million times. So the two, my two recommendations are mindfulness Mm -hmm. and self-compassion. So to Mm -hmm. really think about what those mean, mindfulness is there's our mindful meditations you can do. And I highly recommend daily meditation. This Mm. is, I think number one is uh, for the, for shifting patterns like this, for shifting into a Mm -hmm. feeling of greater positivity. And it's not like when you're mindful and when you're self-compassionate, it shifts from feeling like I have to always be positive Mm. to I'm, I'm okay with whatever comes up. Like if mm-hmm. I feel negative, if I feel sad, if I feel grumpy, or if mm-hmm. I feel joyful and expansive, if I feel bored, it's like this, you're, what you're doing is you're cultivating this equanimity. So whatever moves through, whatever's there, you know it's moving through. You feel comfortable with it. You breathe into it. It's mm-hmm. changing your relationship with your inner and outer landscape. Mm-hmm. By observing and just seeing it from a sense of you of detachment. So like when you're meditating, you can just by observing your thoughts and not becoming one with them, you can and by doing it daily, you can get into a practice of feeling more on a being level that you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. This is you are the awareness that is watching it Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. So what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple of books, um, if you, if you're the reading type, I know not everyone is, but, um, The Untethered Soul is oh, a yeah, great it's a great one. Great Isn't one. it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we read it for our book club when we had a book club for a Oh, I that? totally forgot that was the book. <laughs> yeah, it was one of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then, um, and then The Surrender Experiment is by the same guy. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name right now, but I'll put them in the show notes. Those two books um, are great for explaining, giving a really good picture of this dynamic where you know you're not your thoughts. You yes. can observe them, but they're not you. Yes. Um, and for me also, the, I, I feel like I'm saying this as much as we've talked about the fuck it diet, but the Sedona method is a really – Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I find that to be like a quick way of getting to that place. Um, because, and he ha- – I think I've mentioned this before, but they have a bunch of MP3s which really helped me just to listen to someone talk me through it. But basically it really is about – when you, especially when you say you're a grumpy troll, which is, of course, a big judgment. And when you're judging yourself like that, you're in resistance. So you're like, it's a feeling, whether you realize it or not, like that it's resistance in the moment. It is. You're resisting because you're judging yourself. So um, just allowing, again, I'll just, I think I might have said this already, what the Sedona Method basics are, but it's just observing it, allowing it to be there, asking yourself, can I um, allow this feeling to be? And then just feeling it for a second and then saying what's underneath it, control, security, approval. Those are the three big ones. And then it's probably like, well, let's just say it's control. Can I allow myself to feel the control? And then can I let go of the need for control? And just letting go, giving yourself that space, that little bit of space to just let go of that judgment um, is a big deal. Because then you can start to feel, oh, I'm not my feelings. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not that energy level. And on a bigger level, what I was, can I, oh, did you want to talk about the other part of it? or? Oh, no, you, you can thought? go on if you're. Okay, well, I was just going to say, I mean, I will get back to the self-compassion is huge. Is that what the second Mm -hmm. part you were going to say? Yeah. Yeah. You can talk about it if you want. Yeah. So, and and part of that is, you know, everyone is grumpy sometimes. We're all grumpy. Sometimes everyone is negative. Everyone Mm -hmm. makes mistakes. Everyone, and and to know that, and that, so Kristen Neff wrote Self-Compassion. We've mentioned this many times Mm -hmm. too. And Mm -hmm. um, she has meditations. There's many, many mindfulness meditations Mm -hmm. you can do. There's mindfulness trainings you can take Mm -hmm. if you want to go deeply into it. But both of these, having compassion for yourself, realizing you know, everyone at some point suffers, everyone makes mistakes. And mm-hmm. um, those two things together, they're, they're disciplines. They're things that over yes. time you get better at when you practice them and especially when you practice them regularly. And you can see results right away. But when you start to get into the habit is when it really starts making a difference. And that's why daily meditation, any yes. kind of meditation, is is some degree of mindfulness because you're taking a moment to just be. Yes. And uh, I also want to say we're not 
experts or doctors. Um, so also, if you are suffering from actual depression, which you said you did, like definitely if you need medication, you know, you can be mindful all you want. But if your brain chemistry isn't agreeing with you um, and you need medication, please take it because you can't meditate yourself out of like a brain chemistry. Um, and when your brain chemistry is feeling better, then you can start to do this. Um, but I will say... Also, this is going to be part of the energy report. <laughs> so I'm going to just slip into the energy report to answer this question also, which is um, Saturn is still in retrograde. So I may be a bit of a um, repetition. I'm Roberta. I was trying to name myself. <laughs> Repetitive Roberta. Uh, repetition Roberta. Rachel, maybe. Um, but um, so when you're talking about patterns like that, um, you know, it can feel really heavy, like invalidation patterns or, you know, like I come from a Jewish heritage and that energy um is pretty heavy in some ways. Um, it can't, it comes with it. Uh, it's an ancestral energy and it's something that is, I've ta I think I talked about this a little bit last week is like, sometimes you don't know, and maybe the weeks before what is yours and what isn't yours. So it also sounds like, especially since you've had it from the time you were little. Um, and a lot of people do this, like have this feeling with them, that is not theirs. So you may want to also look into that, like to ask yourself, is this mine? Like when you wake up feeling like a grumpy troll, quote unquote, first of all, don't call yourself that if I may ask you not to, because that really puts the cycle in. Um, but just to say like, is this mine or somebody else's? And then I mean, the work that I do, I was trying to think, why doesn't it feel repetitive when I'm doing the actual work? Because everybody's different and clearing yeah. out their energy is different. And, but, um, but yeah, so to just be aware, um, uh, of that, like that maybe it's not yours. And, um, and, and because we are dealing with patterns from karma right now, still with Saturn in retrograde and boundaries and, uh, you know, if people's energies in your space, I did see that a lot this week, a lot of people just continuing to clear out other people's um, thought patterns and things that they've taken on as theirs. So mm -hmm. that's something to be aware of. And then uh, also repetitive Rachel, inner child work is really huge in helping this self compassion piece. Um, and I, I know what she's talking about because, because of this kind of heavy, I mean, I don't want to say all Jews are like this, but, um, definitely in my lineage, um, there's a lot of judgment energy and, um, and I have felt that in my life, like, ugh, this doesn't feel like it's part of me, but like, I feel it in my space. Mm -hmm. And this inner child work is really transformative for that. So I really recommend that. Waking up, one thing that really helped me is the more I just say, like, I love, I love, I love, like, feeling that loving energy in my heart chakra. Yeah. I'm, like, really just flooding myself with that. It doesn't even have to be directed towards me if I'm not feeling up to it in the moment. But the more all day, you may want to try this for a week. Um Throughout the day, just feeling like I love, I love, I love and sending that love to people or animals or plants or whoever you see. Um, 
And then I really notice the more I do that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel the love already activated. Yeah. Um, so that could really help you. And also just saying hello to your inner child in the morning. Cause I, you know, you're really talking and I'm not just talking to you, Jennifer, is that her name? Jennifer. Yes. Um, but really to everybody, whenever we have these thoughts, we're talking to our inner child like that. And so to really check, I really find checking in with her or him in the morning is really, or them is really helpful to just be like, hi, how are you feeling today? Like that little thing yeah. really can change the whole mood. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, one extra benefit of doing inner child work that I noticed in my with my clients is that they start to get their own information more. So a lot of people who feel that they aren't attuned to their intuition, they're like, I don't know what I think. The more you talk to your inner child, she's giving or they, he are giving you so much information um, that you start to like, I see it in their energy. Like, oh my gosh, you're getting so much more of your own information because you're taking in that inner child's thoughts oh, and feelings. Yeah. Instead of checking in with other people or feeling bad, it's like you're getting it from yourself. Yeah. So that's a really powerful way. I just really love this inner child work for so many things, but especially for, yeah, healing that heart and that depression. But again, we're not doctor so if you need medicine please oh yeah. i mean it's really an amazing thing don't resist it if you need it with anxiety or or i know that's not woo woo of me but um i've seen such a difference in people i know that have needed it and taken it and then it really does give you the space to be able to do this work more um freely and so, professional counseling too oh yeah for sure i yeah. love therapy too yeah um Okay. Well, and you can also see me if you want, but not as a replacement oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, not and as one a other thing, what? too, is, well, Kristen Neff in Self-Compassion talks about hugging yourself. I don't know oh, if I've mentioned this. Nice. On yeah, podcast, you have. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it and not just like, you know, like going through the motions of it, yeah. but really giving yourself a hug. Like you hug someone mm -hmm. you love mm -hmm. and just taking a moment. So I've gotten in the habit of doing that after I meditate oh, nice. and it's it does actually she says it releases oxytocin that mm -hmm. the warm and fuzzy mm -hmm. chemical in your brain and it it i can feel it it makes such mm -hmm. a difference i think we did talk about this because i have said that i'm i like hugging people when i see them hello and goodbye that makes me feel good like oh we're connecting but i've often <laughs> to brett and brett's a real like touchy like he his love language is touch but i've said to him like i don't under get the point of hugs like <laughs> i just feel like okay we're hugging like it doesn't do anything <laughs> hugs don't really do anything for me which is kind of funny i'm because i am a loving person but hugs don't do it for me but um i don't know why that is but anyway well, maybe but, it's because you're an aquarius because my yeah. dad and brother i mean my brother I, think, I feel like he does a better job of pretending that he likes to <laughs> hug but my dad he's just like it's almost like he flexes his muscles. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I do that too. <laughs> I think I'm like, okay, so, we're supposed to flex. <laughs> so maybe this is an Aquarius thing. We, you guys, listeners can let us know. If you're an Aquarius, if you do or don't, don't like, like hugging. <laughs> I do like it though, at, like I said, as a greeting and a goodbye because it makes you yeah. feel like, oh, we're close or, you know, you know, that feels, I get the point of that. Like a custom. Like it sounds like you like it as yeah. a custom more than a, like an experience 
Yeah, well, custom makes it sound colder than I feel about it. Like it does feel like a connection, but right. I don't need to hang around in it. Yeah, you know, we yeah. don't need to sit there for a minute hugging. I don't get yeah. it. Although, weirdly, in a pool, then I do feel you like to hug in pools. In pools, it could be. I, I wonder. It might be that Brett's so much bigger than me. That it feels awkward, like uh, my body doesn't feel oh. like I'm in, but in a pool, we're at the same level. <laughs> when you're bolstered by the water, that's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. But anyway, if you like to hug, definitely hug yourself and try the I love, I love, I love, and just like keep saying it till you feel it in your heart. Mm-hmm. I really recommend that Jennifer does that for a week and then let us know how that goes if it changes her mood and definitely talk nicer to your when you talk like that to yourself people remember you're talking to your inner child that way so give them a break. Yeah. Okay. And that was the energy report. Thank you. And an answer to a question. Thank you for writing in. And if you would like to write in to us, you can write in to magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. With any question. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's time for practical magic. (laughs) So this week, (laughs) this week, uh, the moon is new on Tuesday. And do you know, I I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but Neptune is retrograde now. Oh, is it? When does that start? It started last week, I think. Oh, okay. Somewhere around last week. But um, it feels to me this week, there's a portal open for us to get really clear on a goal, an intention, a dream that in the past we maybe have told ourselves was impossible mm. or we have maybe not even admitted it to ourselves. Mm. So this week to set the intention and, – and so Neptune being retrograde, Neptune is the planet of illusion. So it, I like, – dreams, ener- isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I energetically tuned into this and then I was like, oh, this might be related to Neptune being retrograde. And then I mm. think I might have started to understand some dynamic of that. So the the fact that it's retrograde makes it – I think it feels to me like it's um, – it allows us to transcend the illusion that um, anything that we might desire is impossible, mm. but it also allows us to have a different relationship with our dreams so that we can see them as possibly being reality. So the it's like the um, the border between the line between reality and illusion is blurred with Neptune, and we have this ability to realize to to pull out those dreams, to see them, to recognize them, and then to say, "Hey, that might actually be possible." Well, you know, it's great you're saying it now because I actually um, I go to this astrology circle every week, and what they were saying yesterday was that. It's kind of similar to what you're saying that now mm. is a good time to check in with those dreams because soon, I believe it's the seventh that Mercury goes back into retrograde for the oh. whole month of July. So now is a really good time to do that, to take that action because for the rest of July, you're going to want to maybe not. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then Mercury retrograde has a lot of blessings on its own. I talk oh, about yeah. this all the time in my mm-hmm. blog and stuff. But um, but interesting. So then mm-hmm. – and then also maybe you can review the specifics of it at that point, you know, mm-hmm. that I get Yes, into exactly. The, review yeah. it. Like that's a time to review, refine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When Mercury's in retrograde. Less action, more like looking, examining it. But this week, yeah. Action. Yeah, so so you can do a number of things to get clear on this. You can definitely clear clutter. That always can create clarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go for a walk in nature by yourself. That's an amazing thing to do. Or even just a walk mm-hmm. in your town by yourself. Mm-hmm. Walking mm-hmm. and setting the intention to get in to get clear on something. It's and then going for a walk. It's amazing what you mm-hmm. come up with yeah. ideas. You know. What do you think about the shower? Do you oh, yeah, the shower think? or the bath. I feel like almost all of my books I've had the idea of <laughs> in the bath. Yeah, yeah, There's me too. There's something about it, yeah. Yeah. Last week when I was like pro- – I think I process in the bath because last week when Brett's dad was dying, I literally one day took two baths and a shower and I felt really bad because I realized that's a waste of water, but I just like needed it. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a so great it's not a waste. If, yeah, if I know. A waste of you. water, a waste of water, but when are you going to do I was conscious of it. Okay, Mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt. Go on. Oh, no, no problem. So that's another good idea. You could take a bath. Um, You can ask yourself before bed. You could write it in your journal or just bring that thought into your mind. Like, what do I really want? Um, Because – and and to not feel like you have to do it perfectly either, you know, and, and to look deeply yeah. like what story have I been telling myself about why that's impossible mm-hmm. and how could it maybe be possible? And then like I was thinking about how a couple of years ago I wrote a novel, almost an entire novel because I was like, I want to try writing a novel. And then I did and I didn't love it. And I don't <laughs> think I love writing novels, actually. No. But now I know that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I that's mean, great. Yeah. I mean, it might come around again. But I mean, that's one example of how it's not like you have to claim it and then do it perfectly yeah. and then be a rock star. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'd like to try that or yeah, I'd like to look I mean, into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we're maybe... here for such a short time. Like, do those things. Yeah. Also, today, July 1st, is National novel writing month again or whatever i forget how they say it namo rimo national month i thought that was november they do it a couple times a year now oh okay so this is another one so um yeah yeah, so if that's the thing that clicks you can start now yeah, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes because mm-hmm. I did that when I wrote my novel. Oh, it was okay. November and it was National Novel Writing Month. And, uh-huh. you know, maybe when I come back to it, maybe I will come back to it and maybe yeah. I'll love it in the future. But now I have some practice and I mm-hmm. have, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I really – I do want to be writing a novel. So – and oh. I keep not doing it. So this is a good time. Also, yeah, writing so- is rewriting. And so even with Mercury in retrograde – you know, that's a good time to be reviewing and revising. So Sure. Yeah. yeah. And um and so for now, I think just getting in touch this week with your intentions, your desires, mm-hmm. starting to believe in them. And then, you know, if you wanna compose a spell or a ritual, an affirmation, maybe you wanna write your intention and fold it up and put it with a crystal on your altar, mm-hmm. always write it in the present tense as if yes. already true. Yes. Um yes. But for now, I feel like it's the main important part is just to get clear on it. Oh, okay. Getting clear on what dream you want to create. Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something that has either been buried or you've been saying, well, I, 
I could do that, but I can't because of this. Mm-hmm, you know, some story mm-hmm. you're telling yourself that doesn't need to be true. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. All right, so that was practical magic. That was practical Yay. magic. Okay. So I feel like we're breezing through this episode. That may not be true. I don't know. Um, so, oh, wait, before we pick our cards, do we want to talk about the housekeeping and our giveaway? Yeah. So we have the products for the giveaway. So Yay, if, they arrived. Yeah. If you have written a review or um, if you plan to write a review on iTunes in the next week. Right, we're yeah. going to announce the winner next week, and on iTunes, everyone who's written a review will be entered. Mm-hmm. We have we appreciate. Sorry, I just want to say we appreciate those Podbean comments as well. But this is just an iTunes thing because iTunes, the more you have, the more it gets out there. So we definitely appreciate all of our comments. But this yeah, is which, an and, iTunes giveaway, and it's shifting to Pod Apple Podcasts. I guess they're changing the name and the format, but so oh, either really? or. Okay. I don't know when they're actually doing that, but it seems like it's in process now. So either okay. one. Um, but we have the Mermaid Tarot. So exciting. Yeah, it says, The merfolk are teachers and guides born in a watery world of mystical mythology and powerful energy. This elegantly illustrated rider weight based deck invites you to receive the lessons and blessings of the spiritual realm, offering the insights you need to move forward through the challenges and barriers that we all must face. Now more than ever, the songs of the mermaid are calling the people of the land. Mm. Let their magic be your guide. Nice. Yeah, the pictures look so beautiful. I kind of want to steal it. I know. How can it's so hard not to steal it? It's hard. Yeah. Um okay, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we also have Energy Wellness for Your Pet by Cindy Dale. Who oh, I a, have that book. Oh, I thought it's maybe great. that was up your alley. I did not even realize it was that book until you said her name. Yes, oh, I have that book. That's yeah, a great so, book. Um, it says, improve your pet's emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being and strengthen the bond between the two of you in the process using vibrational medicine and energy techniques. Best-selling author Cindy Dale's Remarkable Guide covers the chakras and subtle energy system for a variety of animals, from mammals to invertebrates. You'll explore the foundational energetics of common problems and learn how to assist your pet no matter what the issue. Yeah, she's a gr- I love all her books. Oh, I haven't read any of them yet, oh, but I know she gosh. has a She's lot that look great. really great. Yes, I love her books. And then we have Sacred Herb Bundles for Energy Cleansing, which is a beautiful book, full color with beautiful pictures. Oh. And it's by Kira Fogg. I actually have read her book about um, crystal grids, and it was excellent. Oh, I think I might have that one, too. And so this one says the ancient spiritual practice of energy cleansing has been quietly gaining traction with celebrities, business executives, and modern spiritual seekers finding inspiration in this simple wellness practice. This book taps into this growing trend by simplifying the process of creating custom blends and applying them to heal, bless, and inspire. Depicted with beautifully styled photography throughout, it includes 30 aromatic sacred recipes and accompanying rituals for a variety of life's ailments, milestones, and occasions. Well, this is a really great giveaway, if I do say so myself. I'll say. Yeah, these are some great things. Yeah. So to enter, you write the review, and then um, I'm going to pick the name from a raffle. I'll write all the names down. And then 
We will announce it here and the winner next week. And we'll announce it on our Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. And then if you see your name, just DM us or if you hear your name, email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail. And um, we give us your info so we can send you these amazing goodies. Yeah. Right? So your username that you use for the review. And mm-hmm. so when's the deadline, Natasha? When are you going to draw? Oh, great question. Um, why don't I just draw it Sunday night? So June 30th? Well, and then we'll we will announce- be recording. Oh, hold yeah. on. That's we'll wrong. probably record before that. Wait. Hold on. Maybe yeah, by Friday? Right about that. Um, This Friday? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Or Thursday. We haven't decided this. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. I'm so confused with the dates. I days. should have thought of this before we started. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, we, we, I'm just like getting confused about when things get recorded. Right. Right. Because we are going to announce it. The following week. Oh, Tess, this is some math. I would this say by Thursday, which will be 5th? July 5th? 5th of July? Right. Okay. July 5th is when we're going to announce it or when I will... Is the deadline. Is the deadline. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. July um, 5th is your deadline. We'll put it... How about let's put this also on the Instagram. We'll let's say actually note. by midnight on the 4th. Because we'll record, we might record on the fifth. So yeah, midnight on the fourth Thursday. (laughs) Thanks for hanging on there, (laughs) hanging in there with us while we define the rules. (laughs) I thought we had. I was proud of us for having it all figured out. I know we forgot that one thing didn't happen. So yeah, and we can also midnight on the fourth. Yeah, midnight on the fourth will be the deadline. Maybe we'll announce it one more time on Instagram. Maybe announce it one more time. Okay. Just to let them know when the deadline is now that we know. Okay. Um, okay. So now let's pick our cards for the week, shall we? Okay. Oh, yeah. And also you can find oh, Tasha right. at highestlighthealing.com. That's right. And on Instagram, on my website. You can book a reading with me there. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can do all those things. And, yeah, Instagram. Um, highest highest light healing. healing. And, and and we can find us on, at Magic Monday Podcast. On Instagram, yeah. And you can find our show notes at TessWhitehurst.com. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444. I'm also on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. All right. I always forget that. How often are you on YouTube? I post a video every two weeks these days. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I suddenly felt like your mom. That's great, honey. <laughs> You're doing that every two weeks. All right. Let's, um, so I chose new cards because I was like, let's mix them up. Yeah. I'm going to get a new deck this week. I promise. I'm doing magic of flowers oracle again. Oh, well, listen, we love your deck. That's your deck. Thank I, you. I have a bunch of decks. So, um, are they going to send us decks still maybe for us to advertise? Oh, here? I'll check on that. I'll check on that. Okay. I'm going from the sacred geometry cards deck um, for the visionary path. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. Oh, okay. You were nodding your head. I thought maybe this was another Doreen Virtue situation. Where oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> it's by Francine nope. Hart. You're okay with yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not aware of any weirdness okay. with Francine Hart. All right, you go first. 
Okay, I had two jumping cards just now when I was shuffling, and they're okay. both – they're two of the only men. I think they're the two oh. only men. I think I have a little boy and then two men in the deck, and it's um Sunflower and Yarrow. Oh, no, Ooh. I have one other one, but he's, like, in a couple. So well, this these... is my second time hearing about Yarrow, I think. Oh, interesting. Mm. That might have been Goldenrod. Can I see the picture? Yeah, so the Yarrow, it's a guy with a shield. He's like a warrior with a shield who is very comfortable with himself because he feels very safe. Mm. It's, a, it's protection. Yarrow is protection and shielding, and oh. Sunflower is glorious success. Nice. Both, yeah, both of these are very solar, very strong. So it's like I feel like this week – to really tap in and the moon is new and we're in the northern hemisphere in the summer to let that sunlight in and to feel your strength and to remember to call on divine protection to anchor into the earth mm. to remember that you're safe that you can call on divine helpers call on divine light um, you don't have to go into fear and you can mm. remember your own power and 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 also it just feels like success op- uh, portals of success and opportunity like are opening for us this week. Oh, that's nice. We have a bunch of yarrow around us, and um, I picked a couple, so we have some on our kitchen island right now. Oh, nice. I always mix up yarrow and um, Queen Anne's lace. Oh, yeah, they they are similar. Um, but I like that, especially along with what you said about Neptune. And going for your dreams yeah. and like yes. having success and you're safe, you, you know, as you pursue those dreams. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick a card for us and it is Tetrahedron. Oh. Oh. That's a good one, I think. You know, you told me about um, the Merkaba meditation in this Oh, book, yeah. And they use Tetrahedron. I had a very amazing experience with that by the way. With the Merkaba meditation? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's very powerful when you do it. It's very powerful. So the Merkaba meditation, in case you haven't heard of it, it's a really specific visualization that you do with sacred geometry and Mm -hmm. numbers and math. And I'll put a link to the book that I discovered this meditation in that I think has a really great description. It's called Ascension Magic by Christopher Mm -hmm. Penzak. Yeah, I got that book. It's actually, I think it's Merkaba is how you say it. Because I always said Merkaba, and then I keep hearing it Merkaba, but it doesn't uh, matter. I think that it might be one of those situations where there's, um, it, it. we don't know for sure. Oh, it's okay. Pe- because I know when you do it, I think Merkaba. Some people oh. say they emphasize all three of oh, the, okay. I don't know. I think, I think when we're... We don't need to be. No, we don't. Knowing the right. Yeah. No. But um, when I did the meditation at one point, I was like handed by these angels, these crystals that they put in the palms of my hands that are still Mm. there. I mean, energetically. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, I can activate them whenever I want. Yeah, it's a in, really that's amazing. It's yeah, a, it, it raises your vibration. It, oh it's my like gosh! So intensely yeah. changes. It, <laughs> it really takes was... you to a different plane of of consciousness. 
Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to read the whole thing. It was reversed, and it says, The downward-facing tetrahedron is water, passive, and the feminine. This is a time of safe passage and rest. No action ah. is indicated. So that's ah. funny. Cause it's it's kinda, like the balance is the yin yes, and yang. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, how you said it's safe. I like that, that yeah. that's being reiterated. Um, all right. So I guess we're just like go- planning our dreams and it's safe. And and what was the sunflower? It's um, glorious success. And oh, I think yeah. it's cool, too, because it's last week we talked about the balance of masculine and feminine of rest mm-hmm. and action. And I think that's a I think that's neat that that came up again with the yeah. cards we, we drew. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. If you like to hug, definitely hug yourself. 